You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says at the start, this is Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. I have a mock draft going up this week for the MLB draft, going through the entire first round, the competitive balance, and the compensation picks for the draft. That'll be something to look forward to. I'm hoping it'll be up tomorrow waiting for the editor. So today's show is going to be a little bit different. Um, we are going to discuss the Trevor Bauer situation, a lot of trades. My small bit on the podcast yesterday generated a lot of talk, so I'm going to do that for the first half. And then the second half is going to be a focus on the draft that is upcoming. Some names to know for the Indians, some guys as a dig more and dig more. The guys who stand out every time as uh, players the Indians I feel that a number of these players are names you could end up hearing. Uh, we're not going to go into the game today because the game is currently going on. Uh, with their recent performances, it hasn't been fun to talk about the games. While it would be fun to talk about Zach Plesak's debut with the amount of rain going on, this looks like a game that could have some delays in it, and uh, I'm just not willing to stay up super late to cover the game all in one swoop today. I have it on in the background with no noise. If... Uh, you know, anything interesting happens, I'm not going to comment because we'll save that for tomorrow. We can really dive deep on Zach Plesak on the next podcast. So the Trevor Bauer trade talk. Now, this basically comes down to the fact that Trevor Bauer is the soonest Indian to uh, be nearing free agency. He's going to be a free agent in 1.5 years. So you're looking at the fact that the Indians who have you know right now Bieber has been their most productive pitcher this year Clevenger has been their most dominant when healthy those guys are both going to be around for a while you got Carrasco who you re-upped in the three spot you got Kluber who has two more years of team control um, before injury he was pitch- pitching about as well as Bauer to be honest in terms of their a lot of the the numbers that uh, are predictive and then you got Zach Plesak who was making his debut today and uh you know, it's not going to be a great performance for him because a long rain delay might knock him out of this before he's really even had a chance to pitch more than an inning. But he's an interesting kid, someone the Indians believe very highly in to push him this aggressively. They don't push players typically this aggressively. Though this year we have seen Daniel Johnson, Zach Plesak, and James Karinchak all get the early push. This is a team that typically doesn't really do a whole lot before June, but all three of those guys got the push to AAA and Plesak quickly to the majors, which again speaks volumes about what they think about him and his future. So right there is five arms. Uh, Pletko was a nice kind of sixth, seventh guy, a depth arm. Uh, Rodriguez is probably better served in the pen long term, but he has been serviceable as a starter for the Indians. And all of this comes together to set up a situation where you have a player like Trevor Bauer who can cause problems on uh, the social medias, can be a bit of a bully at times, who can give the team extra headaches, who's also could be the highest salaried player on the Indians next year based on performance and is going to be the soonest of free agency. All of that combines to make him uh, a very tradable player. And when you look at just the value of it, his trade value is always going to be higher than Kluber's, even though he wasn't controlled for as long because of his youth. So we have Trevor Bauer. We have a handful of teams who legitimately could trade for him. If we just look at this division by division, if we go out to the American League East, the New York Yankees 
do have a need. The problem for the Yankees is they're just so beat up at this point. There are so many injuries. It's hard to say who they could trade, what they could trade, what they really need. They look like I don't see them as a team that's really right now looking to trade all in on a big piece. And the the deep miners of a few years ago has been really tapped out as guys are making it up to the majors and getting opportunities. They don't have a lot of depth down there anymore. They don't have a ton of blue chip talent. Uh, It makes any deal for them hard. Next is Tampa, who doesn't need a starter. And next is Boston, who could use a starter, but they don't have anything to trade. Those miners are positively atrocious. Um, Anything would revolve around Michael uh, Chavez, who's currently in the majors, playing first base for them. Uh, The next prospects up are just not very good. It is not a good minor league system. It is the worst in baseball by a significant margin. Um, there are definitely like there are teams like San Diego that I feel very comfortable saying this the thirteenth or fourteenth guy in their minors would uh would be up there at least number three in the uh Boston system. It's it is not a good system. So Boston just does not have the pieces to trade for anyone. American League Central is an automatic no go. We got to the American League West. Um, Texas, the Angels in Seattle really aren't in positions to buy. Just I know you're based on record at this point. Oakland has been charging. And Houston, there has been some discussion. So we'll start with Oakland. When you look at Oakland, they have had a lot of guys fill in for some spots in that rotation. Uh, Frankie Montes and Chris Bassett have been the only ones who've been super consistent. Brett Anderson, you know, he's pitching. I don't want to say he's pitching well because he's not missing any bats. He's one of those guys where uh, Fip says that he's going to implode at some point. It's kind of the same story with Bassett, honestly. Bassett's at least missing a lot of bats. Mike Fires has not been good. Uh, you know, they need some of the young guys to be able to come up, but the uh, the injury to Lestrada, or Lestrada, Lazardo set them back there. They're a team that could use a starter. I don't see them as a team that's going to be buying, though. I think this is a core that they feel that they have a few years with, and they have other needs as well. So I don't really see them as buyers as of now. The Houston Astros make a lot of sense as a team. If they're going to move it to any team in the American League, the Astros make the most sense. They have had issues with their pitching depth. Um, you have Verlander, Cole... Wade Miley is pitching better than he has any right to. Brad Peacock, I've liked for a while, and he's finally performing for them. Colin McHugh is hurt, but he was looking okay as a fifth starter. Uh, The losses of Morton and Keuchel have hurt them, though. And you expect that one of Miley, specifically Miley, is probably going to turn a little bit into a pumpkin at some point. Fit points to that as well. Uh, He just doesn't miss enough bats to continue to keep up the production he has. You add a Bauer to this team and make him the third starter, it's going to give them an entirely different look. Question is, what does a trade look like? Okay. So you look at this team, you look at their core pieces. I am not as high on Derek Fisher as others, so for me it's a it's a real no-go to consider him as a, a piece. He's been given a few opportunities to be the everyday player. He's never taken advantage of that. So if we're just looking prospects-wise... And I think Kyle Tucker is someone that would be really hard to get out of there. So if you go to the Houston Astros, uh, Forrest Whitley is obviously a no-go. So the first name you're going to, I would ask for, is Jordan Alvarez. Uh, 
you know, he's a huge outfielder, uh, not a very good defender, probably a DH long term, but uh, making headlines for already having hit 20 home runs this year in AAA. Big bat. He's doing everything. He just looks, um, and he looks like the potential to be a special talent. The performance is there. He's uh, he's moving up through the system. He's only 21 years of age. He'll be 22 at the end of June. That's where I would start. I know most people are like, Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker's another guy who's had a few chances up in the higher majors, and it has not all come together. Um, he's having a really strong year this year, but I'm willing to take – I'd rather go for Jordan of the two. Next player I'm inquiring about is Miles Straw. He's a really interesting player who, again, could help the Indians sooner than later. He is a plus runner. He can play all three outfield spots. He can play on the infield. Uh, very good hit tool, very good on base skills, no power at all. He's not going to do anything but be a slash hitter, but he's one of those guys who could be such a pesky guy, uh, bomb in the lineup because of his speed and how many pitches he's going to see, and you could play him all over. The versatility would be huge for the Indians. Those would be the two main pieces. I'm a little higher on straw than most. Um, you maybe try to come back and see if you could get a Corbin Martin. That might be a bit of a hard get at this point. J.B. Bukowskis is someone I've liked for a while. I, you know, He's not having the best double-A this time in double-A. Maybe you look at uh, Perez, who's another you know ready-to-go pitcher who has a limit upside but could be a back-end starter. There's a few guys for them to consider. But if you can basically set up a deal with uh, Straw, Jordan, and especially if you get Corbin Martin, that's, like I said, probably too much. But those three together would be a heck of an interesting deal. So over on the National League side of things, I talked about the Padres yesterday, so I'm just going to start out west. Um, They're currently tied with Arizona. I can't see Arizona being buyers at this point. The Dodgers, yes, they could use... um, another arm I don't really see them in a position where they need to add another arm at this point yes if they got an arm it would allow them to get Rich Hill out of there that would be a big benefit but Ross Stripling's been pretty solid when giving an opportunity an extended look Um, when you have all these talented players I mean Verdugo has played very well for them this year especially with Pollock Hurt their incentive to trade him is very low uh, Chris Taylor is not performing how he has in years past. I, I just can't see the Indians getting the pieces they would need from a team like uh, L.A. to make that deal work right now. Now, before I go on to uh, any of the other trades, I want to remind everyone to use the new Himalaya app to listen to us, to also listen on iTunes, Google Play. Those rating, reviewing, and subscriptions are huge for us. Um, I want to thank our sponsors, Hotel.com. Their whole business model is they're going to make it easy and save you money so you go back and keep using their service because when you book through them, that's how they generate money. So it's a, it's a great model for the consumer, for you, because they're going to be out there to save, your money and save you money and make your life easier because that is what their whole business is based on because if you, they do that, then you come back and every time you book, it makes money. Hotels.com, I use it, you should use it. Blue Chew is also back. It is the little blue pill, the only chewable one on the market. It has all the same ingredients as the more famous brands. If you've ever been curious, I mean, I'm uh, what am I? I'm 37 years old. I've been hearing about little blue pills since I was in high school. 
it's like 20 years now these things have been around uh there's idle curiosity at this point what it is this is the perfect opportunity to to take care of that curiosity all you have to do is pay for the shipping you go to bluechew.com uh you enter the promo code mlb and you just have to pay that five bucks for shipping you get it sent to you free it's discreet no one will know and you can take the curiosity you can find out what's the big deal why have we been hearing about these blue pills for 20 years now Remember, you just go to bluechew.com, use the promo code MLB, that'll tell them we sent you, and that will make it so you pay the five bucks for shipping, and everything else is on the house. And we're back. So, we talked about the Padres last night, uh, talking to some Padres fans today. Uh, they were awesome. Thank you for everyone who's following me. The Padres have another team with a long injury list. Uh, most fans would rather trade Hunter Renfro than Fran Mill Reyes. I get that. Uh, Fran Mill is younger, he has more power potential, and he's walking more. The extremely low walk rate with Renfro is a concern. Renfro's righty-lefty splits have also been a concern. But most people were fine with the idea of Naylor, Renfro, uh, a lotto piece in the low minors, and Joey Lucchese as the third piece. Um, I think it's a fair deal. I am good with that. I've mentioned that before. I put that out there. Um, you know, I'm not opposed to Lauer either. I think either guy is going to be similar uh, value in the back of the uh, as a back end starter. When I first looked into deals with them in the offseason, I thought, well, the Indians need bullpen help. Matt Strom is someone to consider. Uh, Kirby Yates. But right now, the Indians don't need that bullpen help. A and B. If you're trying to get better. The uh, the Padres aren't going to trade their closer who looks like an all-star. That's just not the way this works. So the Padres basically can trade from their depth. They have some more interesting players. Using that depth, the Indians can then trade one player to get multiple years of control on others. It's, it's a good fit for both teams. Uh, we go into the, a, the NL Central. The Pittsburgh Pirates, they're currently 500. They, as a team... I don't know if they know if they're coming or going. Uh, Trevor Williams was good, but he's hurt. James Tyon is hurt again. Chris Archer has not been very good, and they spent a lot to get him a year ago in terms of assets. Jordan Lyles, who's bounced around, and Joe Musgrove, who's the main piece they got in that, one of the big pieces they got. He wasn't the main piece. Uh, Colin Moran, the third baseman, was the main piece for uh, when they traded Garrett Cole to Houston. Musgrove was another guy in that deal. You know, the bullpen is nice for them again. Uh, Francisco Lariano is finding his uh, his ability back in Pittsburgh as a setup man. Kyle Crick, they somehow turned into a good reliever. It's a team that uh, they could use a starter, but I can't see them spending two years in a row all those prospects and assets to land themselves another starter. Um, I think they're unlikely to go in. St. Louis is an interesting squad. They're underachieving right now, and they could definitely use a starter. Uh, Miles Miklos, who they got, uh, they signed from Japan, has regressed a bit. Jack Flattery is their number one pitcher right now, and he's been good, not great. Dakota Hudson, he's been a solid league average type arm, a good five. Adam Wainwright, uh, his best days have gone. And Michael Waka is just, it's like his best days are gone. He's only 27, but he had that high peak. He's never quite come back from that. 
So the question becomes, what would, uh, you know, they'd hope to get Carlos Martinez back soon. You hope that Alex Reyes can figure out his control issues and perform. But even if you get Martinez back, honestly, that takes out Waka. I mean, Wainwright probably shouldn't be in your rotation at this point. Um, The other three you're okay with, uh, Martinez at the start. But if you can go Martinez-Bauer at the top, that makes us a very different team. So the uh, the St. Louis Cardinals are another team that have that outfield death, uh, depth. Marzell Ozuna is 28 years old. Harrison Bader is 25. Those are uh, two young players. They drafted Bader. They traded for Ozuna. Those guys should be in there every day. Dexter Fowler has rebounded quite well this year. He is older at 33, but he makes a lot of money. Indians aren't going to want to trade for that. So the guy who stands out is... Um, Kind of the primary target would be Jose Martinez, the son of former Indian Carlos Martinez. So there's some double value. He's been a 300 hitter the last two years. There's some power there. He walks. He's a very good hitter. He is not a good defender. If they got him, he should probably just make him your everyday DH uh, and and just let him do that. He's That's where you want him. That's where he's going to give you the most value is just as a hitter. But he does that quite well. When I'm talking about the Cardinals. I haven't even talked about Ty O'Neill, who's one of their top young hitters, uh, who's currently buried in AAA. Lane Thomas is another young player who's a fourth outfielder for them. Martinez can be movable for them because of his defensive limitations. He is one of the older guys amongst that group at 30 years of age. And instantly he could come to Cleveland and be their number four hitter, their number three hitter. He would be in the middle of the Indians lineup and uh, you're getting multiple years of control. And, you know, it's a great thing they can sell from the fact that, oh, his dad was an Indian. Um, His dad was here in the 90s. Now, the other, figuring out other pieces is a little bit harder. Um, They don't have as much near-ready talent as, say, a San Diego. Um, The Cardinals minors are not super um, deep, to put it nicely. They've... uh, they have not had a ton of success in the draft. Um, like that third slash fourth piece, I, I've always been a big Steve Gingery fan. He hasn't pitched because of injuries. Young for his class lefty. A lot of things the Indians do like, that well-developed changeup. He could be someone to consider where you're just buying in on the fact that um, as a, a piece further down the line, he can perform. You know, I Maybe there's a world where you're able to get Martinez, O'Neill, Gingery, and something else, um, and that would be a deal I would ex- I would take. I don't know if there's necessarily that ready-made starter who's ready to come in and help the Indians um, kind of fill the spot. But if you feel that Plesac is all right with there, then hey, just go out and get two bats, two guys who could potentially help in the outfield, or one you just slot in at DH because you know that's best, and you get one lotto ticket player that it's hard to really figure it out jose martinez is kind of your centerpiece from there you move out where do you figure something out it's a lot trickier but there could be a way to uh to make it work there could be pieces there that make sense for both teams and the big advantage here is yes the cardinals are going to trade a bat who's been quite successful but one who really is not uh, a defensive help at all he's a hindrance they get that pitcher they need desperately need and they get him for a year and a half of control so the the moving pieces here are the part I don't have worked out but there's some logic to a trade there the other team in the central to note is the Milwaukee Brewers their pitching was bad a year ago um in some respects it's worse this year because of the loss of depth 
Uh, certain players like Zach Davies and Brandon Woodruff are performing for them, but uh, Jules Chisen and um, I'm having a blank. Freddie Peralta are not doing as well, and they need multiple starters. Their bullpen is uh, decently strong. You know, they went out and paid a pretty high price to get Alex Claudio's uh, comp. I believe it was the comp B round pick that they traded for him to the Rangers. Uh, he has not been great for them. They have the offensively, you know, everyone knows about Yelich. Braun's performed well. Uh, Mustakis is hitting. Keston Huara has done well once called up. And uh, Yasmani Grandal has been fantastic at catcher. Right now, they would offer us Jesus Aguilar straight up for him. If you've not been paying attention and you were just excited about how well he was a year ago, he is on the verge of being sent to the minors. I don't know if they would cut him after his great year, uh, but it was it was not a full year of great play, and he is on his way to no longer being a starter there. Um, I've been a big mark for uh, Eric Thames for a while. He's always performed. Again, you want to limit him in the field. But uh, since he's come back from Japan, he's been a consistently strong power hitter. He's not going to hit for average, but if you let the guy play every day, he might hit 30 home runs. He has not gotten that opportunity in Milwaukee. He does not make a high amount of money. Uh, he makes $6 million this year with a $1 million buyout for next year. So he's one of those guys I would I would ask about. He is a a vet bat who has been successful, who's currently not starting for them and best served as a DH somewhere. That's where you would start uh, the deal. Now, he is not your centerpiece, but he's definitely something I want in a deal to uh, improve the Indians. The problem, of course, becomes I don't know who the centerpiece is. You're not getting Caston, uh, and after him is a pretty significant drop in that system. Corey Ray has struggled to stay healthy and be effective. Bryce Terang, I would argue, is the number two prospect in Milwaukee. Um, I'm a big Joe Gray fan, but he hasn't pitched this year. Lucas Ersig has some warts. I really liked Aaron Ashby, and he's putting up some good numbers this year. Um, Braden Webb is a former Indians draft pick who's performed for them. There are some pieces. I just don't know if there's that centerpiece that makes a deal work. Um, I can't figure out how you would do something that would make this all balance out enough for the Indians to make a deal with the Brewers, and that's why I kind of come up short in figuring something out. I would probably want Thames, Terang, Ashby, and another piece yet just because you're not getting that high end that you would get maybe in another system um you know terang's not even necessarily a uh, top one our prospect on any board i would put him in there but he's not necessarily on others but yeah that's what i'd be looking at at least uh with them we're already going long so no draft talk today we'll uh we'll end this up by looking at a pair of teams in the uh nl east the Atlanta uh, Braves. I've been asked about them quite a bit. They don't really need um, uh, Bauer. Uh, they have a lot of guys pitching very well. They're mostly all young. Even somebody like Kevin Gosman, who maybe is a minor disappointment, is at least a league average guy. Yeah, Fulte hasn't been great, but you still got Newcomb, Tuki Tassant. They have so many choices. Kyle Wright's had a shot. They don't need Bauer. I don't see a deal that works. People keep bringing up the Braves and trades because, yes, they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of interesting players. You know, John uh, Camargo has struggled this year, so he's out of, uh, he's not playing as much. But uh, there's just not a, a 
thing that makes sense for me. So I, I don't see the Braves, which leaves us with the last team to talk about, the Philadelphia Phillies. On paper, they may not seem like a team that uh, that makes a lot of sense. Arietta is pitched pretty is pitched well. Zach Eflin is pitched very well. They have Aaron Nola, who's been a league average starter. Uh, Jared Eckhoff has been solid, and Vince uh, Velasquez has never quite lived up to the uh, the hype there. They could make a trade for someone like Bauer, but it's kind of the same situation. They're a young team; they have a lot of depth in their minors. They have a lot of guys they can try. There might be a logic to it. There might be something you can figure out. But I just don't see them being willing to uh, to give up the pieces. You're probably going to ask for something like uh, Nick Williams, who currently doesn't have a spot on this team, but might very well soon with, uh, with Herrera's uh, lack of production and uh, legal trouble that should be upcoming. So Nick Williams will probably get back in their everyday play. Uh, Scott Kingery had some struggles a year ago, but there's the same talent that made him a really interesting player. There are some names, but I, I don't see that one as well. I really think when you just look at the the natural uh, teams that make sense, it really comes down to three for the Indians here. It's San Diego, Houston, and St. Louis. They are the ones who have the ability to have a centerpiece and some pieces around them. In order of the best return for the Indians, it's probably going to be Houston san diego st louis that's what i would do those are the teams and that's the order um if you're looking at uh just how much they can get those are the teams that and all of them provide assistance in the outfield which is something the indians will need sooner rather than later so this is the all trevor bauer trade podcast i hope you enjoyed i want to remind everyone to use the new himalaya app itunes google play whatever you use to subscribe rate review um, all of that is fantastic and helps us to thank Blue Chew and Hotels.com, our two great sponsors, to thank you all for listening. Uh, lots of draft talk tomorrow. It's going to get pushed back, and we'll also talk about the uh, game, maybe multiple games tomorrow, depending on how weather goes. As always, go Tribe.